Okay, turn, if you would, in your Bibles or your tablet, or um, Mary's tough with herself. She got a new tablet for her birthday this week, uh, so she's enjoying her tablet this morning, to um, two Peter, or two Timothy, I'm sorry, two Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 through 26. As we continue back into our Timothy study, uh, we started before uh, we had to come apart like this. Um, some weeks of encouragement and, and from like the psalm, then we have other weeks where we're just going to do some, some plain old Bible teaching, because... As this thing drags on, we cannot neglect our service for the Lord. We've got to keep serving Him. We need to be innovative and find new ways to serve God during these days. We need to be um, looking for ways we can stay faithful and looking for things we can do to um, to just stay faithful to our service. And that's what Paul is writing to Timothy about in 2 Timothy and here in chapter 2, um, starting in verse 20. Last time we looked, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, we talked about um, the workers that God approves, the foundation of the Lord standeth sure. But today we're looking at, we may, do, we may do two weeks. We'll see how long the first part lasts. I may break this into two parts. Um, when not one of the blessed things is, is we're not really bound by time either way. So we may do this in one or two parts, so be flexible. And if we need to do start this this week and finish it next week, we'll do so. So we're in 2 Timothy chapter 2, talking about vessels. And the truth is, we're all vessels of some sort. We're all vessels in God's... Well, let me read the passage to you. Let me go back and read the passage, and then we'll pray, and we'll look at the, at the message. So we're in 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 20 through 26. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness and faith, charity or love and peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do engender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless our time together in your word this morning. I thank you that we have the means to stay in touch this way. Lord, I pray that you might bless as we look into your word this morning, looking at vessels and what kind of vessels are fit. And Lord, we just ask that you'd help us to examine our own hearts and see um, see if we're the vessels that you can use. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Now, God has certain vessels. We're going to look at a couple of these. T- excuse me just a second. I don't like really. That's a bit better. Pardon me. Technical adjustments here. Okay. Paul talks about vessels here. And I first started looking at this, and I just, I could not get my head around the first part of this section. In a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of clay, and some for honor and some for dishonor. If any man cleanses himself from the latter, the dishonor, He'll be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So I started looking at it. I prayed and I just could not get my head around it. My mind was going in one direction and I just couldn't really 
come up with it, but I prayed. And then Wednesday or Thursday, I was praying about what direction to take. And all of a sudden, the Lord, Holy Spirit opened it up, and it all kind of fell into part. And the first thing we want to see is, what in the world are these vessels? Paul writes here, in a great house, there's all kinds of vessels. There's vessels of gold and of silver, and there's vessels of wood and of clay. So the first thing we see, there are two types of vessels in any house. Now, I, I don't, Mary and I don't have much of gold and silver, so we don't have very, very many fancy vessels to show you. But I came up with a couple of illustrations, what kind of vessels were talking about. The point Paul is making here, there's all kinds of vessels in God's in in, in, in in his house. Just like there's all kinds of vessels in our home. Now, we don't have any gold or silver or very little, but we do have some water for crystal. This is a lovely water for crystal sweet dish, or whatever you want to call it. It's beautiful, and it had better light. You'd see how pretty it is. Now, we use this to put in treats for the grandkids. Um, it's a nice vessel. It has a purpose that it serves. Now, we probably would not take this on a picnic. We probably wouldn't set up in the back garden using this as one of the things we took on the picnic. We'd use something else for that purpose. And for that purpose, we'd use a paper plate. Goodness, I can't get used to this reverse mirror. Paper plate, nice, clean, it has a purpose. You take this on a picnic, but you, we probably, unless something unusual is going on, we would not use this for Thanksgiving dinner. We wouldn't use this for Christmas dinner. It's not suited for that purpose. And the illustration, the thing I want to point out is that, is that God has all kinds of vessels in his house, just like we have all kinds of vessels in our house. And the point is, that God wants to use those vessels. And um, and the, the nice thing about that is, and the thing we may focus on this morning, seeing how it goes this morning, the thing we may focus on is that God is not bound to one type of vessel. We use our water for crystal for some things, and we use paper plates for some things. And that, and that, that kind of reminds me that God has different kinds. God can use anybody in his house. The wood and, and the wood and the earth and clay vessels he talks about here are just usually everyday common use. That's the stuff you use um, when you're around the house and nobody's coming and you just would need to get a job done. And then he also has the, the silver hases. Yeah, he also has silver and gold that he can use for his purpose there as well. The point is, they all have a purpose. All the things we have in our, our homes, all the vessels we have, are designed for a certain purpose. They're not designed for everything. So, we'll keep that in mind. So, that the truth is that God can use anybody. Now, we'll look at this gold and silver first. Um, because that's what Paul mentions here first. Sometimes God does use, these I guess would be people who are um, have an eloquence about them. They have all kinds of skills and abilities. They're talented. They're obviously they're obviously from their appearance. They appear to be worth a lot. Um, they're out there. I I I would I've never had that issue. I've never had that that as a part of me. But God uses um, sometimes He uses people like that. These vessels of gold and silver. It's the fancy china. The best silverware, the Sunday dishes, and God does use them occasionally. But you know what? This is going to sound kind of strange here. Are you ready for this? Most of the time, God uses paper plates to do his work. All right? 
What do you mean by that, Roger? That's crazy. Most of the time, God does not use those vessels that we'd expect him to use. He uses people, for the most part, like you and me, to do his work. Uh, there's a couple of passages I want to look at this morning that remind us of that. That um, first of all, I want to, if you if you have I have my I have a Bible here. If you want to look at one Corinthians chapter one verse twenty six, if not, I'll just read it to you if I can see it. Um, for you know, sorry. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world, um, and the things that are despised, has God chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. For as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. And that's a quote from Jeremiah, I think it is. But the truth, the thing is here that God uses people like us. And sometimes we think, well, God, God couldn't use me. My goodness, if you knew my background, if you knew who I really am, God 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 can't use somebody like that. That's just that's just that's just crazy. Why would God use me? Well, the thing is God does use I've seen people. I remember a youth pastor and and a, this guy's name was Jerry Dorman and he was the youth pastor. He would have been Jay's first youth pastor, I think it was. So that's how far back we're going. Jerry was Mr. Everything. He and his he he was good looking. His wife was attractive. His hair was always right, even when he was playing sports. He could play basketball or football or or um, chess or whatever. He was and he could speak. He was well spoken. He was articulate. He had a lovely singing voice. He and his wife would sing, and that's great. And I admire, I still remember Jerry sticking out. He was just one of those guys who could do it all. And God God uses things like that. I think about it in the Old Testament. God uses God used princes and kings and nobles, and He did use them. Even in the New Testament, He used Joseph of Arimathea, another rich man. He used people like that. I remember staying in a house one time when we were traveling and trying to raise our money to come to the states, and it it, it we, the place was a mansion, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. It was they had thick white carpet. They had green marble floors in the kitchen. Every bedroom was en suite. And they had skylights. And they had all kinds of expensive decorations. I think our water for crystal might have been used for their dog dish. That's how nice this place was. But you know what? We were terrified. We had five kids. Five normal kids. That's Our kids were just kids. And they were normal. And I was panicked that something would get broken. And we mentioned that before. They gave us the keys and walked out. They were going away for the weekend and said, here it is, it's your home, use it. I think Mary or me or somebody said, but I've got kids, look at this place. What if something gets broken? And their honest attitude was, it's just stuff. We can replace it. Don't worry about it. Fortunately, we had no spills. We didn't break anything. Um, 
We got out. But you know, God does God does use people like that. But for the most part, He uses you and me. God doesn't use the wise. God rarely uses the noble. He doesn't use the skilled, and He doesn't doesn't normally use all these kind of people. God uses any kind of vessel. Why? Because if you or me or you or I, if you or I could claim our own credit for doing things, we would take glory for ourselves, probably. But God says, no, let anybody who's going to glory, glory in this. He talked about how Jesus is the Lord. So God doesn't just... And then we need to be careful to realize that as he, the vessels he talks about here, he has the, the, the expensive vessels, he has the cheap vessels. But he also we also need to remember too that when we're in church, every vessel, every tool is used for God's purpose. God uses all of us in our own ways according to our own ability. Uh, Mary did the parable of the talents um, two weeks ago, I guess it was, in Kids Club talking about how God gave everybody different abilities. You know, God, thank God, doesn't expect me to be singing solos for His glory. I don't mind singing. I love singing. One of the things I miss the most is singing in church together. I, I, I'll sing, and you, many of you have heard me break into a little song during a message. But I'm thankful that God, I, I'm never going to be that guy. I can't play the piano like my wife does. I that's not me. I that and, and I can't all and I can't do that. I'm not the best at, at, at several things. But God gives us, us all different gifts, and all those gifts are important, and we can't be envious of each other because God uses each of us as vessels. Now we're gonna see next week, I think, God willing, that God, there's a, something that has to happen to these vessels for God to use us. But God uses all kinds of us. I want to look at I want to look at another passage if I can read this. So bear with me a second. I'm in one Corinthians chapter twelve. I hope I don't get stuck and start telling. I love this illustration. I want you to picture with your mind's eye what Paul is saying here to the church at Corinth about how God uses everybody. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. We're all one body. We're one unit. But we have different parts. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. We've all been made to drink into one Spirit. We are one body. And just like my body has different parts and different functions, it's one body. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Now, open up your imagination box, guys, and think about this. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Is the foot jealous of what the hand does? And if, the ear, if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Do you think our ears get jealous of our eyes? No, they have different functions. And if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? I always picture what is the Monsters Inc. character that's just basically an eye? Mike. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski um, in, in, in Monsters Inc. He's just an eye walking around. Whenever I read this since Monsters Inc., I see Mike Wazowski walking up. Okay? <laughs> Can you imagine if we were all, at least Mike has feet and hands. 
and he can talk. But can you imagine if we were if we were just an eye bouncing around the place? Would it be that great? Would it be any good at all? No, because we all have our own purpose. We all have things that God wants us to do. If the whole eye we're hearing where would be the smelling. But now God has set his members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if we were all one member, where would the body be? Now we're many members, but one body. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. Can you imagine if my eye said, I don't need your hand, just get away from here. No, that's not going to happen because we all, we're all vessels with a, with a, with a certain purpose. Uh, so anyway, so, so no, much rather those members of the body which seem to be the weaker are the most necessary. The parts of the body which um, we think to be less honorable or on, which we best, on, on these we bestow greater honor are unpresentable parts of greater modesty. So we'll stop there about presentable. But all of us have our own work to do. Everybody in the church. Um, I, think of, I think of some examples of this in my life. Um, the church we went to in Alabama for whew, 20 years, somewhere around that. Or we went to there about 20 years. We're still members of that church all these years on. Um, I remember um, our pastor was, very, was, was a very skilled expositor of God's word. We had some amazing musicians. We had amazing vocalists. We had such skilled people in that church. Um, everybody had their role to play. Um, but you know what? Where would that church have been if there were no crash workers? Hmm. I think about my in-laws who, how long? 20 years? taught uh, 20 or 25 years? Taught two and three-year-olds in Sunday school? Do you think there was? Can you imagine twenty-five years of teaching two and three-year-olds in Sunday school? And fortunately, the church did recognize it um, for them and celebrated when they left teaching that when they got too old to teach that. But I have to tell you, somebody who sticks out, a fellow named, if I could tell you without crying, <coughs> fellow named Bobby Walker, and Bobby Walker basically worked himself to death in the church. Bobby couldn't preach. Bobby couldn't sing. His wife was a good singer. Um, you know what Bobby did? He took care of the church. He took care of the gardening. He took care of cutting the grass. He um, took care of things that needed fixed. Nobody knew about it. It's just the church always looked nice. Um, grass was always cut. Nothing was ever out of order. Sure, we had to have work days now and then when things got be, got God had had to be done, but basically it just got done, and it was Bobby Walker doing it all that time. And not only that, um, Bobby. I mean, you might think of Bobby as a big toe or something in the church. He never was seen. Um, can you imagine trying to walk without your big toe? So Bobby was just an amazing man. Once we, he was so proud of us when we got when the Lord directed our hearts over here to Ireland. He was sad to see us go, but he was so proud of us. And I'd go back and I'd, I'd preach at the church in Alabama, and um, Bobby'd walk up and he'd shake my hand, and um, goodness, he might slip a hundred dollars into my hand, just out of the clear blue sky. All right, I I I love my pastor. I I learned so much from him, and he was because he's pastor. He's at the front of everything, and everybody saw him. And he's the one who got the greatest honor because he was the pastor. But my goodness, I can highly honor Bobby Walker, Bob, Bobby Walker as well. Bobby's gone to be with his Lord. I think Catherine's gone to be with the Lord. No, no? Yeah, Catherine's still alive. 
but Bobby's gone to be with the Lord. And I, whenever I read this passage, I think of that church because that's where I spent a, we spent a good part of our lives was in that church. So God has a Bobby Pastor might have been that Pastor might have been that gall in a Waterford crystal dish. Bobby was that paper plate. But you know what? They both did their purpose. So God says there are all kinds of vessels in my house. Just going to look at one more thing. We'll, we'll pick up here next week because if I start going, we'll go... Well, anyway. just look, look, We'll look at one more thing. Then he says, some are of honor and some are of dishonor. So, but, you know, sometimes this paper plate, for example, would be no good at all if it was used. If I'd had some greasy fried chicken and I'd, and, and I'd, and I'd had... American biscuits with jam and honey on there. That plate would be no good. It would be a dishonorable paper plate. All right. If this, if we use this, this, this water for crystal dish to feed the dog, and his dog food were in there, it would be a dishonorable dish. Not because of its material, but because there's a problem. And the problem is, in that, they, 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 they got this, all these vessels have to be clean. Verse 21 says this, Therefore, if anybody cleanses himself from the dishonorable bits, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful for the master, and prepared for every good work. Both of these things are fit for purpose, but they, when they're dirty, they're not fit for the master's use. I mean, we, 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 when people come to the house, we, we would not serve them on dirty dishes. It's, they're not suited. The dishes are fine. Whether it's a plastic plate or whether it's... if it, We don't have any fancy china. But whether it was fancy china or a paper, plastic plate, they'd serve their purpose of serving somebody, but neither one would be fit if it were dirty. So the Bible says here, if anybody cleanses himself from dishonor, he's a vessel for honor. And God wants his vessels, he, that's us, you and me, to be fit for his honor. He also wants us to be sanctified, set apart from sin, separated from sin. Um, and then, he, then I, I love the last part of this because the last part just says that they're fit for the master's use. I want to be a vessel that fit that is fit for God's use. If my life is dishonorable, if I'm letting sin dwell in my life, and I'm letting, um, if I'm letting kind of stuff in there that shouldn't be there, I'm not going to be fit for God to use me. So we need to have, we need to be living the kind of lives. Yeah, we were made clean with Jesus Christ when we got saved, but there needs to be a constant process of keeping ourselves clean, not letting sin into our lives, of repenting of sin, um, of examining our own hearts. One of the things I miss the most about church is the Lord's table. We do the Lord's table every week in our church. And I treasure those moments because it forces me to step back and assess what's going on in my life. God can't use us if we're not clean vessels, if we're being dishonorable in our lives and our behavior. Some bring honor, some bring dishonor, and we to be fit for the master's use. We have to ask ourselves, am I fit for the master's use today? 
Now, next week we're going to look at some descriptions about what we do when we're fit for the master's use, how we live, the, the things we have to do. Um, fit for the master's use and ready for, and then prepared to do every good work. We keep things clean, and hopefully we keep things clean in our homes so that it's ready to be used. We don't put dirty dishes back up in the press. I know what you're thinking about. All right. <laughs> I have to tell you. No, a quick story. All right. Kind of off track, but a quick story. My little my, my little sister, Patty, she had a little Jack Russell, and she had a friend who always came over for dinner, and she couldn't get rid of her. So one night, Patty had enough, so she served the dinner, and she put the... It was Jesse, was it? It was your mom's dog she borrowed. Yeah. So she borrowed my mom's dog, Jesse, came over to the house, and Patty got done serving dinner to her friend. She put the plates on the floor. She said, come on, Jesse, clean up. And Jesse came in and licked the plates clean, and Patty picked them up, put them back up in the press. Friend never came again. I guess that does fit, doesn't it? Because those vessels were not fit for use. Guys, we need to keep our hearts prepared. We never know how God's going to use us. We don't want to be rushing around the house, washing up the dishes um, when we have guests come. We keep them in the press clean. So we're ready to be used. And we never know where God's going to put us in a situation to use us. We don't know who we're going to meet this week. We don't know who we're going to meet on our walk or how we're going to, what kind of chance we're going to have to talk to somebody at the shop behind their mask. Um, we don't know. We always need to pre- be prepared for God to use us. Let's ask ourselves, God, don't get the impression that God can't use you. God can use this paper plate as well as he can use that crystal dish. So there's no disqualification because of who you are or your background or where you've been or what sins you've committed or what you've done in the past. All that is meaningless to God because when he saved you, he made you clean and spotless and he made you fit for his use. But if we're letting ourselves, our lives become dishonorable, we need to purge ourselves from the things that are dishonorable and not, let, not just letting Jesse lick the plate. We can't just do it on the surface. We need to be clean and fit vessels for God's use on the inside. Okay, next week, come back. Lord willing, maybe two weeks. We'll come back to this passage again, and we'll pick up with um, the pattern that God has for his servants from verse 22 through 26. All right. Let me stop this, and we'll see what prayer request we have.